the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Everybody loves a city park, right? City parks are awesome. Green space. We've got the big park downtown where City Center Mall used to be. Uh, I was down there a couple years ago, uh, three, four, five years ago. <laughs> am I am I conspiratorial? Uh, because we were down there for this event that one of my daughters was participating in. Uh, it was called Girls on the Run. And I've since to, fi- to find out this might be like a super woke organization, but at our little country school then, it was, you know, pretty innocent. So we're down there for this thing called Girls on the Run. And the first thought I had, maybe because there was a mass shooting somewhere recently, I said to my wife, I said, okay, look, we got three kids down here. If you start hearing gunfire, you grab these, you grab, you grab these two, I'll grab this one, I'll grab this one, you grab, because one of them was like super, super little. And probably required, you know, an adult supervision more than the other two. And so that was that was like, man, that had to be like seven or eight years ago. But everybody likes a park. Not everybody thinks of how are we going to get out of here if there's a mass shooter. Uh, so when plans were announced that the old Crew Stadium would be turned into a city park, I thought it was great and a multi-use facility it would be. I think it's a, I think it's silly. To take a facility that is there that has utility as a venue for concerts, uh, big high school football games, big high school athletic events, can be it's, – it's like the perfect size stadium for state soccer tournament, state football tournament, lacrosse, all that's perfect, okay? So I thought it would have been silly to tear that down. So I applaud the idea to not just keep it, but to – Build it out. And here was the here was the issue. Full disclosure. I'm about full disclosure. I am friendly. We're not friends. We don't go to dinner. But I am friendly with Dr. Pete Edwards, the co-owner of the Columbus Group. And Pete has over the years done amazing work keeping my <laughs> aging body together uh, at his outstanding orthopedic practice, Ortho One. And we've struck up a friendship because I said, you know, I'm keeping this place afloat with my various surgeries and my kids' sports injuries and the like. And so we've talked before, and I knew Pete when I was doing sports radio in town. and So that's my relationship with Dr. Pete. And I said to him when – and actually he confided in me that he was going to be buying the crew and saving the crew before it became public knowledge. And I didn't have a show at the time, so it wasn't any kind of – conflict of interest for me to know that and not disclose it but in the course of some of our conversations I said you know I want the best for you I want the team to stay here I think it's good for the city but here's my concern if you go to the city and you ask for 
public money to build a stadium or public money for anything, you're going to have to know how to answer the question when the pushback comes, because it almost always comes, from people who go, well, wait a minute, why are we spending city money on something like this that will benefit only a few? Now, that's a that's an erroneous idea, because nice facilities like Lower.com Field, like Nationwide Arena, like... Why can't I think of the name of Huntington Park? Thank you. All I could think of was Cooper Stadium. Those have a an unseen value to a city. And I know it's hard for people who live in an area where they'd like to have more cops or they'd like to have their streets plowed quicker or whatever to go, wow, I haven't got money for a stadium. I can't get this. I can't get my trash taken away. I understand. I get it. But it's... It's not a binary decision between like, okay, we're not going to have any sports facilities, no city parks, but, man, by the time the first snowflake hits the ground, the trucks are out there. It's just not going to happen that way, all right? But I knew that the crew would possibly, possibly, possibly face a pushback from people who said, well, they're spending all this money to help the crew, What about our area of town? Well, it seemed like that deal, there was no pushback. And I thought, you know, Dr. Pete and his people, the Browns owners, the Haslams, and the city, they had done the smart thing. They had gotten in front of this and made sure that all the people who could have been offended by it were satisfied. They were happy with the arrangement. People in Linden, people in Milo Grogan, people in Northland, they were going to have access to this park. It was going to help the kids there. It was, going to, it was going to enrich life in the area where now, quote, unquote, historic Crew Stadium is. In the fairgrounds area, right there by 17th Avenue and I-71. But it turns out now that the ugliness may just be starting because of uh, the incompetence of, I know, this will shock you, Andrew Ginther. Uh, the original deal that was arranged between the city and the Ohio Expo Center, and remember, that's state land there. It's where the state fairgrounds is. Was said to be like, uh, we'll pay you hundred grand for the additional land we need to build this out. Now they think that that is going to double, including, uh, uh, in, this is not including, a $2 million payment they're going to have to make up front that was due last spring. They were supposed to get this thing underway, breaking ground, starting to build it on July the 1st. It has not started yet. And the city thought they were going to be able to rent this land for a pittance, 10 bucks. And this is, all, this is not, that's not nefarious. That's not uncommon that they get a low rate for the land. But they, they require the, the, the tenant... Uh, excuse me, the landowner, the state, requires you to sign a super long-term lease, right? Because they don't want to give you the land, have you build something, and then pull out. So they wanted a 100-year lease. Now the city wants 75. So this supposedly buttoned-up deal where everything was fine, there was no disagreement, everything was going to be great, at this point in time is, I would say, something that bears watching. And the announced number 
in 2019 when they broke ground on this supposed new development was over $100 million. Now, if this starts increasing by percentages, 20, 30, 40, 50, 80, 100% increase, then the people that I thought would have been out of line in the beginning to say, hey, you're not helping us one little bit by building a facility like this in our neighborhood or on the edge of our neighborhood, then I think those people that would have said that or could have said that then, then I think they might be justified. Because like everything in life, you don't know the worth of something until you know what? The cost of something, right? Like, I drive a car that's seven years old, but it gets great mileage and it still looks good and all that. And it has a certain value to me. But if I said the car was worth, I don't know, $50,000, you would say, well, that's ridiculous. And it would be ridiculous. So you can evaluate the worth of something only when you know the price of something. And if we don't know what the price is going to be for this city park, then it's too soon for us to say whether it has value or not. Now, it's not too soon for us to know that our president and vice president are losing value in the eyes of voters across the country. The numbers on the latest polls involving Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, uh, they, well, I mean, they're stead- they're consistent. They're consistent. Consistently bad. Every poll I see with these two and with the perception of the future that Americans have, every single poll is worse than the previous poll. This one's from the Wall Street Journal. Joe Biden's approval rate, 41%, 57% disapproved. He does have, of course, his true believers, his zealots. 19% of Americans strongly approve of the job Joe Biden is doing. Of all the numbers I could give you, that is the number that would be among the top two or three numbers in this poll that I would find most revealing. That with gas prices escalating, with the southern border a mess, with Vladimir Putin and the Chinese Communist Party flexing their muscle in the face of perceived American weakness around the world, with crime escalating and murder rates topping record numbers throughout America, Still one in five Americans strongly approve of the job Joe Biden is doing. Strongly approve. I've told you this story before when I took a leadership training that has literally changed my life. I thought one of the things I read in the introduction to the course said it takes only a committed 3 to 5% of a business, of a team, of a group, only 3 to 5%, if deeply committed, can turn a culture and radically change it, either for the good or for the bad. And I thought, that cannot be true. 3 to 5%, sorry, not going along with that. Well, the people who love socialism, the people who think we ought to have open borders, the, think that, the people who think that the way to fix every problem in America is to print more money, spend more money, throw more money at it, escalate inflation. 
and that there'll never be a day of reckoning for that debt? The people who think that no matter how we get out of Afghanistan, just get out and that'll be the right move? That started with a committed group of whack jobs. And they have sucked in now other whack jobs who comprise the 19% of the people who strongly approve of the job Joe Biden is doing. Either that or that group is made up entirely of cocaine-addled hookers who have slept with Hunter Biden and people who are afraid of Kamala Harris. That could be the 19% as well. So I'll give you more of those poll numbers and what Americans' perception is of the future under Joe Biden and the explanation for why they would think that. Next on The Bruce Hooley Show. jury in the Jesse Smollett case uh, has the case. They are beginning their second day of deliberation. And we will see whether uh, one member of the jury believes Jesse Smollett or not. That's all it takes. One member. Uh, He's an actor. Uh, He was on a show called Empire, which I never watched. But he was paid well to be on it. And we will find out if This is like the ultimate test of Jussie Smollett, the actor. Because if he can make one juror believe that he actually did go out on the coldest night of the year in Chicago at 2 a.m. to get a Subway sandwich, that he was mugged by two pale men who in court two very dark-skinned black men from Nigeria have said they were the pale men, that if he was mugged by two pale men and they didn't take any of his money, but it wasn't an accidental mugging, they were laying in wait for him because he was famous Empire actor Jesse Smollett, gay actor, because that's why he said they did it, because they were MAGA hat-wearing people who live in Chicago and said this is MAGA country a place where 70% of the people voted for Joe Biden. But Jussie only needs to convince one. So we'll see if he can convince one. Uh, He did not fare well on the uh, stand yesterday because the prosecutor uh, read instant messages from Jussie Smollett to one of the Ossendario brothers saying, hey, my flight is delayed in New York. I'm (laughs) going to be late for that thing we planned for tonight, which was, of course, the spontaneous hate crime that happened at the hand of two pale men. So we'll see uh, if Jussie gets off. He might. I mean, he might. If he does, he will be, um, I don't know, obviously the crime he gets away with will not be nearly as bad as the crime O.J. Simpson got away with, but it will be, I would think, a bigger upset than O.J. Simpson being found not guilty if Jesse Smollett is found not guilty. And, and he could be. That's, that's our system. And it's a system I don't want to get rid of. But it's a system that in this case, if he's if this is a hung jury, then um, breathalyzers all around is all I can say. Now back to the poll, the Wall Street Journal poll about Joe Biden. 19% strongly approve of Joe Biden's uh, job he's doing. 
Wow, I hope I don't come in contact with any of them. Uh, 40% say they are disappointed in the job Joe Biden is doing. Uh, So it's very clear more people dislike Joe Biden, you might even say hate Joe Biden, than uh, like him. What about the country? I mean, Joe Biden's performance is part of where the country is headed. It is uh, headed in the direction that Joe Biden is attempting to take it. Maybe he will take it there. We don't know. But he certainly has marshaled his efforts to take it there by opening up our southern border and closing our domestic oil production and upsetting our allies and embarrassing us on the world stage and on and on and on and on. So 63%, 63% of Americans believe the country is on the wrong track. 61% think the economy is headed in the wrong direction. 46%, I don't know why it's 15% lower, think things will get worse. If, if 63% think we're on the wrong track and 61% think we're headed in the wrong direction, how can only 46% think things are going to get worse? There's 15% of the people in there who go, eh, we're on the wrong track, and yeah, the economy's headed in the wrong direction, but yeah, man, we're good. The future looks bright. I got to wear shades. Okay, whatever. 30% think we're headed in a better direction. Wow. 30%. There are some real zealots out there. So, why? Why are we a country that is, uh, I think, charitably, you could say, pessimistic about the future? Well, I'm a dad. And... As much as I think my wife and I have three amazing children who have blessed us with compliant, we have been blessed with with children with compliant hearts who embrace the values we embrace, who embrace the faith that we embrace. I am still not optimistic about their future. You would think I would be. I mean, I have model kids. I believe they're going to marry amazing men and have amazing, give us amazing grandchildren and all that. But when you look at what we're telling kids overall in our society, predominantly the picture that we're creating for kids is that you might be the wrong gender. God may have made a mistake. Well, God doesn't exist. I'm sorry. I misspoke. By a random act, you are actually a boy, but you were born a girl, or vice versa. Or if you're a girl and you enjoy being a girl, and let's say you want to play sports, we're going to let boys play sports with you who think they're girls. COVID is going to kill you. You have to get a booster shot every six months. If COVID doesn't kill you, if you manage to outlast COVID, the climate is coming for you. Global warming. In fact, your your face may melt off of you within the next 10 years. Alexandria Ocasio, of course, says says so. It must be true. These are among the things that we are telling our kids. And, oh, by the way, then there are a number of kids, an increasing number of kids, who are so hopeless that they don't feel like they're compromising their future by picking up a gun and shooting someone else, knowing that, even though they think they can get away with it, they at least half of them don't, and they are thus plunged into a criminal justice system where they will likely spend the rest of their life in and out. Not not in, because almost no crime anymore is good enough to keep a kid locked up forever. 
So that's why I think a lot of people are pessimistic about the country. It's not that 63% of the people who are surveyed are all young kids and are upset about the future of the country. It's their parents who look at the future their kids are going to grow up in and are not optimistic about the world they're sending them out into because of the president we have and the policies that he embraces. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you again tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.